All right, come on, let's do a podcast. It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 28th of January, 2020, the year 2020. The year, the year was 2020. A man sat on the floor of his mum's friend's house in Subiaco in Perth. <laughs> That's really a, a great way to take any sort of gravity away from the situation, isn't it? <laughs> and as our valiant hero charged towards the enemy, holding his mum's machine gun, <laughs> holding a machine gun he stole from his mum's boyfriend's closet, he knew that he was Iron Fist. <laughs> That's me, man. I'm Iron Fist. I'm <laughs> more like Iron Dick. Nah, my dick's not made of iron. It's made of skin and, uh, and blood, I guess, and vessels, whatever they're made of. Silicon, probably. Um, yeah, I'm sitting on the floor of my mum's friend's house in Subiaco in Perth, uh, sitting on uh, what I can only describe as a rug, because that's exactly what it is. A uh, bit of multicoloured rug. Situation here um, I just woke up I was supposed to have a call With some marketing guru lady A guru? Why is someone who knows heaps of stuff About a thing Just immediately called a guru now? What is a guru? What's the fucking Okay Google What's a guru? This is the definition of guru A Hindu spiritual teacher Alright Well there you go Turns out I was about to have a meeting with someone who specialises in marketing and Hindu, Hinduism. Huh? <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? That we just use, we've appropriated the word guru. It's just one more thing that the white man has stolen. Everyone's a guru now. Marketing guru, finance guru, <laughs> machine gun guru. A guru of the gun. <laughs> I feel like it's a word that people use when they can't think of the actual word. Like it's a marketing expert is who I was supposed to have a chat with. I think I've got the time difference wrong or something. They said 12 and I assumed because they're in Adelaide that they meant 9.30. So I woke up at 9.30 and they didn't answer my fucking calls. But um, yeah, they're not a guru at all. Hindu spiritual teacher. They've got nothing to do with Hindu or spirituality. They're going to teach me how to sell my show better to the people in the Adelaide. How to, how to sell my show better. I said that weird, didn't I? How to sell my show better to the people in the Adelaide Fringe. Um, are they going to do that? Or are they just going to tell me that I have all the tools necessary to sell my show at my disposal and I just need to shut up and do the work? I reckon that's probably what they're more likely to tell me. Yeah, I want to do that. Um... I'm hoping that happens at 12 today or that's just, that just isn't going to happen. Uh, I did my tax the other day. Man, the other day on, on like Saturday, I felt quite sad. I was feeling kind of down. And uh, Friday and Saturday, I think. And look, I've been having... Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. Um, <laughs> I just realized I have way more energy than what I thought I did. I was like, all right, let's do the fucking podcast. And now as soon as I start talking, I'm like, oh, I'm in a great mood. Listen to me bloody riff about gurus and my dick. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've 
I've been having another dream run in Perth. One show, there's been 28 in, and the rest of the shows, 30 plus. I mean, that's really absurd figures, isn't it? I've had some great reviews in the last week. Uh, thank you to Winning It Failing, whose review I just read. Thank you to The Fourth Wall. Five stars in The Fourth Wall, first ever. Thank you to Fringe Feed for a, a four-star review. And a huge thank you to um, the West Australian and my good friend Jesse Stolwinder, who came in, reviewed my show, and gave me four and a half stars. And um, I've been kind of weird about telling people that it was my friend who writes for the West Australian who came in and reviewed my show like like it's a conflict of interest or something I'd, I mean I, I would say this but I genuinely don't think it is I mean I think um, first of all the longer you work in the arts the more you're going to know the people who are coming in and reviewing you and if you're a halfway fucking decent person you're going to be on decent terms with them you know and being as I am a veteran of three Perth fringes <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, of course I'm going to start to know people in the industry, you know. Um, I actually know the dude that gave me five stars as well. You want to fucking fight me on that? Huh? You want to go, cunt? <laughs> um, but uh, no one's pulled me up on it at all, to be honest. But I still feel kind of insecure about like, you know, my friend came to review my show. And I genuinely think that she did. She wrote an honest review. It was a very kind review. She clearly kind of got what I was trying to do with the show. Oh, God, I'm really fucking the trumpet today with these yawns, aren't I? So, yeah, amazing reviews, great numbers. I haven't had a bad show yet. Touch wood. I don't have any wood near me. Touch uh, this weird plastic Ikea chair that I've got my tea sitting on. Um, yeah, they've been great. Australia Day on Sunday, the show was fantastic. Um, but Friday, Saturday, I was just feeling a little bit down. Uh, I did the shows both... Yeah, not sold out, but close to selling out. And um, they were both good shows, but I guess just... I, I initially attributed it to the fact that I am uh, waking up pretty early because I'm going to bed pretty early. I moved to... I'm staying at this place in Subiaco now since Friday. So Subiaco is way closer than Scarborough where I was staying last week. And because of that, I'm not catching the train home because I don't need to worry if I can't get the train. I can just walk for 45 minutes. And so I am getting home at like 1 in the morning, 1.30 or whatever. And I'm waking up at about 9.30, 10, just after a casual eight-hour sleep. And, uh, yeah, I kind of put it down to like maybe I, you know, woke up early, had a full day. And then did my show. And, and Friday, Saturday, both days, I did five, say, four, four sets and my show, which is a lot, I guess. And uh, just getting to the end of that at, um, at like 11, 30, 12 at night and then just kind of being like, man, I'm feeling like a bit down, you know. Um, I don't even know that I would interpret it as down. I just would feel tired. I guess I just feel tired from a full day's worth of shit. Um, but I'd be sitting there thinking, like, should I be going out? And, like, a lot of people around me are going out and, I mean, they're drinking. I'm not drinking, but they're still going out, partying, or um, talking to girls. I think that's a big area of insecurity for me. They, a lot of my friends are just, like, out there talking to girls and uh, making fun of me for not wanting to come and talk to girls with them. 
Um, I just don't feel like I want to, you know? I do the show. At the end of these shows, man, I'm doing striptease every night and, and like, the rest of the guys on the show... Um, and to be fair, there's the... Oh, yeah. Oh, so the rest of the guys on the show are kind of, like, peeling off and, like, talking to girls who are in the audience. And sometimes girls are coming up to me and saying, great show and taking a flyer and stuff, but I just never feel that... Um, I never feel that motivated to engage beyond like, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, it was a great show, wasn't it? And I'll smile and it's like a positive engagement. But I don't feel like I should then be like, so what are you doing tonight? What's, where do you live? What's your, uh, what's your postal address? Is there another car in your driveway? If you know what I mean. <laughs> is, there, is there a spot in the tree across the road that a hypothetical man could sit with some sort of looking device? <laughs> I, I just I don't care at this point. And it's not that I don't want to sleep with a woman or even, you know, just hang out with a woman and flirt and all that stuff. It would be nice, but I kind of feel like I want someone to do it for me and that's where the tiredness comes in. It's not like I'm like, no, I don't, I, I don't actually need sex. I don't think about it. No, of course I do. I'm a fucking human man, but um, I just don't feel motivated enough to do it and I feel like more than that I just want to go home and <laughs> go to bed <laughs> maybe that's the not drinking maybe that's what it's doing to me I don't I, but it's not like I'm some fucking it's not like I'm some guru who <laughs> sitting there like so content with the fact that I'm you know not talking to any women or whatever I'm not I'm, I'm still I feel kind of sad in my inaction and uh, Friday and Saturday, they really hit me. So I was like, I'm tired after these shows. I've seen my friends going, you know, trying to have a night of it and, and maybe talk to a lady and see what happens there. And I'm just like, I, I don't care. And that's kind of made me sad. And uh, anyway, so there's been another girl on these shows and so I've been talking to her and we're, um, we're comics, the, the great Abby Richards. The great and powerful Abby Richards. It's the Abby Richards experience. <laughs> Train by day, Abby Richards by night, all day. <laughs> I mean, that sounds awful. Um, so fucking me and Abby chatting after the shows. And I was just, on Saturday, I just kind of told her, you know, man, I'm feeling kind of bummed and, and low right now. And I didn't say the thing about, about not having slept with women because that would have felt like some sort of gross proposition. So I was just like, I just said that I was feeling tired, which is also still true. And uh, she said something that I hadn't thought of. That it's crazy that I hadn't thought of. She goes, because she saw my show in the week and she said, well, you know, maybe it's because you're going on stage every night and talking about how your relationship with your dad is kind of flawed and difficult. And you're talking about that for an hour every single night and maybe that's taking it out of you. And uh, she kind of said that bluntly to me and I I just started laughing because I was like, fuck, man. If that's it, that's really crazy because I've never even considered for a second. This is how, uh, how absolutely cavalier my attitude to mental health is, is that I wouldn't even consider that rehashing the same details of mine and my dad's relationship every night for an hour on stage and trying to get people to laugh at them and, and giving people all this story. I just have no concept of the idea that that would make me tired, you know? I'm like, of course I do that. That's what I do. That's my comedy. I've always done confessional comedy and 
and, and it's fine. But maybe it's not fine. Maybe it's hard. And maybe I need to talk. Or then my other theory was that I just hadn't spoken to anyone all week. I've been doing these shows and, you know, getting up in the morning and doing a bit of writing and doing some admin and fucking whatever. And then by the time it gets to showtime, I go, I do my sets and my show and I see people but I don't really get to hang out with people properly. There's not like... Spending like 20 minutes with someone while you're both half watching a show, half just saying things to each other to, you know, be friendly or to be friends or try and make each other laugh backstage or whatever it is. It's not a real connection. I don't feel like I'm actually spending time with people there. Like it is social, but it's also still work and you still have to be kind of concentrating on the stage. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, so I walked home on Saturday night thinking like, man, am I... Is my show going to be, like, taking an emotional and mental toll on me or what? And, uh, and I was walking home and I remembered that, like, two months ago when I went to... This is also brutal. I went to an, uh, an accountant, like, two months ago to get my fucking accounts in order because I've never paid tax as a business and I don't know how to do it. And uh, I just went to... My friend recommended me some lady who does it and... She knows all the things to like the the deductions that you can make as an artist in the in in the arts, uh, the business of arts, selling paintings. <laughs> I used to think that art was just selling paintings, and now I know that it really is so much more. Uh, for example, talking about your dad. <laughs> Fuck man, that I saw a real. I'll get back to the accountant thing. Make it. Let's make a note. Let's make a note of that so I don't forget what I was talking about before. Accountant. <laughs> I saw a sign. On <laughs> I'm having a really good time. I hope you guys are having fun. Um, I hope you're having a good week and I hope you're enjoying yourself. Also, and this seems, I feel a little bit stupid having only come to this 14 minutes into the podcast, but welcome to any new listeners um, maybe coming to the podcast from the mailing list. Thank you for choosing this podcast to download and listen to. I hope to uh, make you have very fun. <laughs> mm. um, I saw a thing in the train. Uh, in the in the trains in Perth, they've got like anti graffiti shit, whatever on the. On the window, it's like a sign on the windows of the trains and it says, um, it's not art, but it might cost you $1,000. And I guess what it is, is you, they're warning you against graffitiing, graffito tagging the uh, windows and the, and the body, the chassis, and dare I say it, the seats of the trains. Um, because <laughs> if you do, <laughs> the cameras will catch you and they'll fine you $1,000. And like... And they have other warnings about how the cameras can read the tag on your shirt so they can definitely read your tag on the wall. I mean, look, graffiti might not be art, but this marketing campaign certainly is. That's for sure. No, it's, um, I, I uh, felt very... I really wanted to fight back against that because it's like, who the fuck are you, Transperth, to say what is and isn't art? Realise that this is one of the oldest uh, definitional debates in, you know, philosophy and, and human thought. What constitutes art? What is art? What does it mean? 
it's like a, a feeling that we all have. We all recognise that there is such a thing as art, but then when you start trying to say what is and isn't art and what the definition of art is that might exclude some things, I mean, no one can fucking figure it out. Artists are trying to challenge that all the time. That's what, like, modern art was. Andy Warhol with his Kansas soup and his pictures of uh, Marilyn Monroe, that lady that had sex with the president. I mean... That's brutal, isn't it? Imagine that being your legacy. You have all these films and movies. You're the most famous person in the world and still some fucking cunt man sitting on the floor of his mum's friend's house in Subiaco only remembers you as the, man, as the woman who had sex with the president. But, yeah, who the fuck is transperth to say what is and isn't art? Maybe the fact that it's next to something that says that it's not art makes it more valuable as a work of art. And you know what? $1,000, if I did a massive, like a tag mural on the whole of that window, covering the full pane of the window and just leaving the spot in the middle where it says it's not art but it might cost you $1,000, leaving that visible and everything else around it is like some beautiful thing. It's got like vines and and Venus flytrap and uh, Wally's in there, like a little Wally, where's Wally guy waving in the corner. Beautiful thing. <laughs> I painted some beautiful thing and then, and then used a glass cutter to remove the entire <laughs> face of the window. You would definitely sell that for more than $1,000. Are you shitting me, bro? You would sell that for so much money. And... Uh, and I doubt that Transperth would even have the gall to challenge you on it. That's part of art. Part of art is having the idea and then another part of art is um, having the tenacity and the technical skill and, and knowledge to be able to do it. And you know what? I've always thought of myself as more of an ideas man. <laughs> never, never really breaking through that barrier towards practical action and doing something that's actually impressive or important but fucking i got some ideas mate remember that idea i had a few weeks ago to um message all of blake's friends and tell him to tell them to not like one of his instagram posts but instead send me a nice memory they have of him and then i would compile that into a book and send that to him as a birthday present i'm never going to do that never in my wildest dreams maybe i was still i was thinking about that the other day i might actually do it because i think it's funny that like (laughs) one of my best friends and my housemate doesn't listen to my podcast ever even though he's always home when i record it and like i mean of course he doesn't listen to it he has to fucking talk to me every day but wouldn't it be funny if um, if I did that? That's my idea. Is that art? Is it art to emotionally sabotage your friend's like emotional well-being for the sake of then later bringing them up also that you can have some sort of feeling of control over their life and the world in general? I don't fucking know. Um, you know what is art? This fucking cup of tea, bro. anyway what was i talking about before what the fuck does that say only joking it says accountant i wrote it down before when when you weren't looking um so i went to this accountant and uh had one meeting with her for free gratis which is very nice of her and uh she basically told me that i need to go and get the receipts and 
and invoices and records and payment and everything from all of my expenses to do with comedy in the past year and uh, like compile them all, get them all and, and then give them to her so that she can do my deductions. And uh, I have done. Oh, that's what I did on Saturday. I th- and I, I kind of was walking home from... That's right. I was talking about the gig. And I was feeling kind of sad. And, uh, and deflated. And I fucking... Yeah, I was walking home after Abby going, maybe your show's taking an emotional toll on you. And me being like, what?! I could not conceive of such a thing. Nothing can harm me, for I am man, man. <laughs> what was the hero I said before? Sword, dick, <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. Um, nah, man. I was walking home, and I was just like, oh, maybe that's it. And then I remembered that I'd spent like three hours that day. The prime time. That was my free time for the day. I'd gone out, had a coffee done some writing, you know, done the things that I need to do every day, like answer three emails and then look at Instagram for half an hour um, and then tell everyone that I did admin. <laughs> um, I did all that shit and then I came home, made lunch and I was like, all right, I've got three hours now. And I was like, well, I do need to do this thing that I've been putting off. And the accountant told me, I'll see you next week. And, and like fixed me with a steely gaze and I was like I was like yeah man next week see you then and in my head I'm like fucking see you in April hopefully <laughs> I'll see you if we're lucky I'll see you before Christ is fucking uh, is killed Easter Christ is killed who the fuck do I think I am so yeah walking home and I'm just like, I've realised that I've done that for three hours that day. I'm just going through emails, getting my, like, put, like, go, go, okay, search, I'll search, like, flight confirmation in my emails, find every flight that I've taken in the past year, every train, every bus, every hostel I've stayed in, every festival I've registered to, all the flyers, all the marketing materials, every Facebook ad I've bought. And some of those receipts for Facebook ads are receipts for 18 cents. But do you think I'm letting Facebook slide on 18 cents? Fuck no. Facebook haven't paid tax in fucking years, I assume. <laughs> As if I know anything about Facebook or tax or anything. But I'm just going through all my receipts. I've got, I reckon there would have been close to 100 all up. And I, uh, I started naming them. I invented my own naming protocol. I put first the three-letter code for the currency that the receipt was paid in and then the date with uh, two, gi- two digits for the year, dot, two digits for the month, dot, two digits for the day and then a space and then the number, the currency, the amount of said currency that it was paid in and then after that just a keyword, you know. So that's my little naming protocol there. I go through them all, I name them all, I download them as PDFs, I folder them all up, it takes me three hours and then I eat my lunch and then I... I go and do my gigs and then on Saturday night I wonder why I'm so fucking bummed because even me explaining that to you then and the naming protocol that I invented I was trying to be excited about no I'm lying I am excited about it but I know you guys aren't excited about it all you're sitting there going why is this guy telling me what he, what way he's invented to like mark out the currency and date and amount of money 
Oh, you know what? I'm tiring myself out even now talking about it. I can feel myself running out of steam on this podcast. And once again, I blame tax. It really just is a fucking succubus, parasitic leech of a task, isn't it? For anyone who's ever done their own tax, I salute you. That should, that's what we should change Australia Day to. Fuck having Australia Day, Invasion Day. Let's have Tax Day. Or every person who pays their tax just gets the day off work. And if you don't pay your tax, you don't get punished and you just have to work an extra day. And then everyone would just not pay their tax. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck, it was a nightmare. And I, walked, I was walking home and I was like, you know what? I actually think that may be what the issue was. Not, the, not that I... I mean, maybe my... Sh- I'm really hesitant to just be like, oh, I'm talking about my dad all the time, so that's what makes me sad. I don't... Surely not. I've fucking... I've been talking about my dad heaps. I don't know. It doesn't feel right that that's it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in denial. Maybe I'm... What's something else? Compartmentalising? No, that's not it. That's what you want to do. You want to compartmentalise. You want to put your dad in one bit and then you're, the rest of your life in the other bit. And never the twain shall meet. I, maybe, I'm, maybe it's that, but I really just think that it was the fact that I hadn't seen people all week. I hadn't been socialising. And that day, the moment that I had spare time, and I wanted to read my book so, so bad, but I didn't give myself the time to, and I just... It's good that I did my tax shit. It's important. But it really took it out of me. Emotionally, man, the fucking numbers and just the fact that I know I'm not getting anything from it. I don't... I'm not going to pay any tax. I've already... All of the tax that I was going to have paid, like, that's gone been taken from jobs that I've worked. I've already paid that money. If anything, I'm getting money back, which is cool, but I still don't even... I would fucking... I'm only going to get like 300 bucks max and I would pay that amount of money to just not have to do this. Oh, God, it would be so good. Would I? Or am I lying again? No, because actually I could just go, you know what? Just... um, I won't have any receipts. And she'd be like, okay, you won't get any tax back. And I'd be like, you know what, fine. But I'm not ready to do that because if there's $300 there to be made, I am going to do it, even if it makes me sad. I'm in a better mood now, though, because yesterday, on the 27th, I didn't celebrate Invasion Day. Had an amazing show that night. Best show of the run. Started the weekend on two sales for Sunday. And... On the day, had 37 people in the show. Awesome show. Um, and then my review came out in the West yesterday. And off the back of that, I've already sold like over 30 tickets for this week's shows as well. Fuck, I'm, fit- I'm loving this run. I'm loving Perth. It's so sick, man. Perth is such a fucking dope city. And their festival's good. And um, to all the agents and managers in the country that refuse to send their acts out to Perth, Thank you so much for not, for thinking that there's no money to be made in this city and that you just, nah, man, we're not going to send our act out here. There's no money out in Perth. It's a shit festival. Yes, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my God, I'm fucking, I can't believe that I'm getting 40 people in a night, every fucking night for three and a half weeks and with, with like a $500 marketing budget. And just me flyering on the streets, not employing a single person in a venue that's not even 
fringe support. Yes, it's such a bad festival. Please don't send any big acts here with your big marketing budgets and ruin this festival. <sighs> a little bit of business coming out there, isn't it? I don't know. It's so no- It's honestly so nice to have a festival that feels like independent comics can make a dent in, you know, the the fucking marketing side of things and actually have word of mouth spread. Like, there's not that many people that I'm competing against. Tom Gleason's got a show out here, but he's selling out the huge fucking town hall building or whatever. I mean, other than that, it's pretty much all just, like, festival dogs out here. Comics that you'll see at festivals all over Australia, you know, this summer, but none of the big acts that are on TV. Or maybe Perth's too far away for them. Maybe they think there's no money out here. Whatever it is, great. Um... Anyway, what was I talking about? Yesterday, um, didn't have a show. I was going to go see a show, but I just decided to bin that idea off and uh, had a barbecue at a mate's place. Uh, The king of comedy, Kyle Legacy, put on a barbecue and just invited a bunch of people. It was a great turnout. Um, Oh, thank you so much to the amazing family that he's staying with and and that those guys are staying with who put on a, a bunch of food for us. And, uh, and we just sat by the pool all day. From I got there at 3.30. I took my shirt off at 3.35. And my nipples were exposed fully until well past midnight. And it was just, that was exactly what I fucking needed, man. Like I was talking about being backstage and, and only getting to see people for a few a few minutes every night and half watching the show. Sometimes it feels almost kind of alienating to be around people who I'm friends with who are like, you know, good friends of mine, but knowing that we just can't really talk because we've got to do this thing and kind of keep our attention over there and not on each other and to fucking go and sit around for a whole day and not talk about com- or talk about comedy but not really think about comedy I wasn't doing a set. I wasn't writing at all, all day. I called my dad. I did fucking everything. It was perfect, man. I feel rejuvenated. And uh, I've just noticed that I've hit 30 minutes and I don't have anything else to talk about. So I think that's the podcast for this week. I'm going to chuck on a bit of a, t- a tune by Claptone. I can't remember what it's called, but I was listening to it before. It's good. It's a bit more upbeat than a couple of the songs I've played recently. And that's it. Thank you very much. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Nothing's permanent, nothing is there to last. How much do I keep from you when our time has passed? Trying to chase away the night.
Just hold 